Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor David Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Just for the next few moments, I want to take you to Psalm 34, Psalm 34, and it contains, I would say, three of my favorite verses in all of the Psalms. So uh, I, I would have some other passages that I really like, but these three, continually God uses them to provoke a desire in my heart to go after him with greater intensity. And I, I would say many of you, if you're, you've been a follower of Jesus for any amount of time, you know at least a phrase from Psalm 34, verse 8. It, it reads like this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How many of you know God is good? Come on. Oh, come on. How many of you know God is good? He's good. So the psalmist says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Now, I think part of the misnomer, even among Christians, about reading the Psalms is that the Psalms are filled with a lot of poetry. This is the songbook of the Bible, of especially of the Israelite people, the songbook of the Old Testament. And the misnomer or the mistaken assumption on the part of believers can be at times that it's beautiful, it's encouraging, it's inspiring, but the Psalms don't teach you that much practically about the life of faith. And yet, I would say nothing could be further from the truth. That the Psalms are filled not only with glorious theology, but the Psalms are also filled with practical application for the spiritual life. Lessons that will help you live the life of faith in the fullness that God intends for you to know. And as you look at these verses, we're just going to look at three. Because in these three verses, the psalmist gives us three lessons about tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. And, and the first lesson is this. Until you taste, you won't see. Until you taste, you won't see. Or you could say it this way. You have to taste to see. So that word, that Hebrew word that is translated see... It can, within its semantic range, it can certainly mean to see. Like something is, is, is in your line of sight. That, it can definitely mean that. But within the semantic range of the word as well is for you to understand something. Oh, I, oh, I see now. Or something to be revealed to you. Your eyes not only to be opened physically, but the eyes of your heart to be open, the eyes of your mind to be open, to understand the reality of something that previously you did not understand, or you said you understood it, but you actually didn't. Is anybody in the room, you were in a group of people, and they're like, you know what I'm talking about, and you're like, definitely, yeah, ooh, ooh, that's, that's very, yeah, I'm all over that. Um, you were saying you saw something, but you didn't, you didn't actually see it. You're like, I'm trying to get there. By faith, I'm going to get there. Um, you were in that moment 
This word, when, it, when the psalmist says, taste and see, I think we can read that as going, okay, taste something and see something. What the psalmist, I believe, is saying is taste and go, mm. oh, I see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So we say things like, God is good all the time, and all the time, so you know that. That's, that's really good. You guys did great. Actually, it was like total buy-in right there. That was awesome. But we can say things like that, and we understand the concept of the goodness of God in the sense that we know God is good. That's, he is. But the psalmist is calling for a different level of engagement on that. Taste and, oh, I see that the Lord is good. In other words, what the psalmist is pointing to is the reality of God's goodness cannot take up residence in your heart in the way that God wants it to unless you experientially taste him, taste his goodness. Unless you really have tasted of his good, if, you, if you've experienced him, well, that's a whole nother level of, oh, I see. Oh, I see. So have, has anybody ever had like a really good piece of apple pie? I mean, mmm. And I'm not just talking, I'm talking like fresh out of the oven, on a, on a little skillet, like a person. You know when it's in a personal skillet? It's like another level. Uh, a skillet is fine, but when you got your own skillet and that apple pie comes out and there's a little ice cream on it, and then they do this to you. They insult all the other guests at the restaurant by they pouring that little caramel sauce all over the top of it, and it kind of starts to sizzle. You know what I'm saying? So, here's the thing. That happens. I'm eating that apple pie. You just have, I've just taken a bite, the first bite. First bite is the best bite. First bite of that apple pie. It was just the right temperature. Everything was, everything was great. Somebody could come along and go, I don't believe in apple pie. I don't believe in it. Or they might say, you know what? I, okay, fine. I believe in apple pie, but I don't believe that tastes good. Guess what I'm going to say? Yes, it does. Why? Because I'm the one who just tasted it. They can say they don't believe. They can say it's not good. But I know because it's in my stomach. I know because it's inside of me. I've got evidence on the inside. Here's the thing. Somebody can say, well, I don't, you could come up to me tonight and be like, I don't think God is good. And what am I going to say? Oh, well, you got an argument, but I got experience. I got, I've experienced because I've tasted the goodness of God. And until you taste, you will not see. The light bulb won't go on. Which leads to this. How do you then position yourself to taste? Because if tasting leads to seeing, then you got to taste. And this is the second lesson. The second lesson is full surrender is how you taste. Full surrender is how you taste. And I want you to go with me to verse, let's go to verse 9. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. Those who fear him lack nothing. The psalmist is giving us a little hint in how you taste. So I don't know about you, but... Um, I remember as a kid restaurants that my grandparents loved to go to. And whenever my, my grandpa Lindell was in town, he would say, you know, let, let, let's go get something to eat. And we'd all, okay, great. Let's, we're going to go to a restaurant. The kids were all like, yes. 
I hope it's a place with soda. You know, like you're just thinking grandpa and grandma are in town. This is going to be a party. So I remember we'd give them a whole list. We could go here and we could go here. It didn't matter how many you listed. You could list 10, give them all the options. You give them something new. And he would, he would ponder the options. My grandpa Lindell would say, you know what? Let's go to the Golden Corral. And I would be like, and every time, not without fail, love the Golden Corral. Here's the good news. I love the Golden Corral. Like as a kid, you walk into the Golden Corral and it's like, you can have 50 different types of cuisine. You can have these huge rolls. You get like taste everything. And I did. You get like 50 plates. It costs the same amount of money. Like it was awesome. So great. And so as I was reading this, I was thinking of my grandpa and I was thinking, okay, so spiritually we've got our plate in hand. And we want to taste that the Lord is good. Where's the buffet line that you load up on the goodness of God? Because the Bible says you're supposed to taste. So where do you, where do you taste? How do you position yours? Where do you get in line to taste of the goodness of God? He tells us right here. For those who fear the Lord lack nothing. What's the fear of the Lord? It's this awe of God. It's this reverence of God. It's this worship of God. It's this full abandon and surrender. It's God, whatever you say, that's where I'm at. That's what I want to do. God, I'm wholeheartedly devoted to you. I'm devoted to where you're calling me to go. Where you call me to step out, I'll step out. Because as you step out in faith where God is calling you, you're stepping into the buffet line of God's goodness. When you step out in faith, you actually step into the buffet line. Charles Spurgeon called faith the taste buds of the soul. Don't you love that? Faith is the taste buds of the soul. So there are sometimes it's so sad where Christians are reticent to celebrate the goodness of God. Or they're, they're eager to put caveats on it. Well, God's good, but, you know, you, you know, but, but I just need to explain to you, it's, you don't always see that. You know, sometimes, it's, sometimes it doesn't feel like he's good. And I just need to let you know that. It's even, you know, and this is the way they act. This is the way I operate. Charles Spurgeon says, faith is the taste buds of the soul. In other words, if you're not tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, then maybe you're not walking in faith like God has called you to. Because faith puts you in the buffet line of experiencing God's goodness. Faith puts you in the buffet line of tasting of the goodness of God. And the question is not, is God good or isn't he good? The psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. His goodness is not in question. The issue is, are you in line to taste of his goodness? taste of his goodness, and it's full surrender that allows us, positions us, gets us ready. It's the way that we taste. Now, here's the third lesson. When you seek, you will taste and see. When you seek, you will taste and see. Look at verse 10. The young lions suffer want and hunger. So why is he talking about lions now? What's going on with that? Lions are apex predators, Okay. They have no real competition, okay? They, in the animal kingdom, they eat what they want to. Everybody is prey. That, he says, okay, even the strongest, even the most cunning, even the most fierce animal that you can name on the entire planet is going to have moments where they don't have what they need. Even young lions suffer want and hunger, but... 
Those who seek the Lord lack what? No good thing. Those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. In other words, what the psalmist is saying is, you're called to taste and see that the Lord is good. Faith is the taste buds of the soul. That exercise of faith. How do you get ready to walk by faith? How do you get ready to get in the buffet line? How do you position yourself to taste and see that the Lord is good? Psalmist says you got to seek. God's desire is to do good. God's desire is to do good in your life. I don't know what the day has been like. I don't know what the month has been like. I don't know what the season has been like. I don't know what you're facing right now, but you need to know this, that God loves you, God sees you, and he wants to do good in your life. He desires to show you his goodness, that you would taste and see that he's good. But how do you position yourself to that? Because some of you, you're walking through something and you're like, wow, I really do need to see that. I really do need to experience that. I really do need to know that. You gotta trust him with something. Some of you have carried things in here and you're like, I feel so weighed down by this. I just, I don't, I don't feel the goodness of God right now. And can I just submit to you that part of the reason you feel the way you feel and you walked in the way you walked in is because you got to trust him with something. You got to take what you're carrying and you got to give it to him. You got to take what you brought in and you got to lay it at his feet. You got to take what you're worried about and give it to him and walk away. You got to take what you carried in anxious about and say, I'm casting my cares on him because he cares for me. Why? Because I'm going to see his goodness. Because faith is the taste bud of the soul because I'm going to trust him with what's so big to me, what's keeping me up at night. I'm going to trust him with what I'm scared of. I'm going to trust him with what I'm worried about. I'm going to trust him. And I'm going to do that by seeking him. You know what? Young lions, they suffer want. Young lions, they're cunning, they're strong, they're fierce. But the key is not how strong you are. The key is not how fierce you are. The key is not being an apex predator. The key is a determination to press into the presence of the Lord. Tonight there, for all of us, for all of us, God wants us to experience his good. He wants us to taste and see that he's good. He wants you to taste and see that he's good. He wants you to taste and see that he's good in this room. He wants you to taste and see that he's good in this surface. He wants you to taste and see that he's good in the middle of your trial. He wants you to taste and see that he's good right here in the middle of what you're facing that you don't know what to do with. He wants you to taste it, but it'll happen as you seek him.